Hello and welcome to Driving Discussions, a series of weekly podcasts brought to you by August about the major facts impacting the global energy and commodities markets. My name is Vanessa Viola, Senior Vice President for Latin America. In today's episode, I talk to Amans Butam, Latin America Biofuels Editor with Argos, about the impacts of the coronavirus in the Brazilian ethanol market. Welcome, Amans. Thank you for having me, Vanessa. Amans, how did the COVID-19 pandemic impact Brazil's ethanol market? Well, like all across energy markets, uh, Brazil's ethanol sector was taken aback by the effects. Brazilian producers also had to deal with a dual shock, which rippled through both supply and demand and sent prices, volumes and expectations into a downward spiral starting mid-March. And I would dare to say that those premises were even worse for Brazil's ethanol sector than for the oil market. How so? Well, uh, Brazil's ethanol production uses sugarcane as primary feedstock, whose crop season started on April 1st. That meant that the COVID-19 demand crisis hit right when the supply of feedstock peaked. Now, you can't store with sugarcane in a silo like you would with soy and corn, uh, or in an onshore terminal or tanker like you do for oil. Once you cut ripe sugarcane, it starts losing its sugar content within 24 hours. If you let it in the field and save it for later, it will affect quality content too. This means that bill growers and owners have to process it right away, which tends to exacerbate the offer shock. You also have to remember that the Brazilian ethanol market is a free market. There's no overarching structure like OPEP to discuss and mandate production cuts to attenuate the oversupply situation and try to balance the market. And how did this translate in terms of prices? Well, all the factors and prices for hydrocethanol, which we call E100 in Ribeirão Preto, Brazil's largest producer hub, down 40% between March 3rd and April 2nd to 1,550 reais per cubic meter, or approximately 101.5 cents per gallon. Prices have rebounded between 1,760 reais per cubic meter since the beginning of May as demand destruction stabilized around between 50 or 60% versus pre-crisis levels. And what did the sector do to remedy this crisis? Uh, well, Brazil's sugar and energy sector pleaded the government for a series of measures to protect E100 ethanol demand against gasoline. Virtually all Brazilian cars can run 100 ON E27 gasoline, and Brazilian drivers can basically arbitrate between the two fuels. They tend to choose ethanol over gasoline when the price for E100 is 70% or less price of E27 gasoline. Producers proposed two measures to save well this 70% price gap between the two. One was to raise the seed federal tax on gasoline by 100 reais per cubic meter and temporarily suspend a 131 reais per cubic meter tax on hydrocethanol. They also attempted to establish a 15% import tariff on gasoline at the beginning, with a congressman close to the ethanol sector even suggesting Brazil banned imports of ethanol, diesel, and gasoline for three months. And finally, they asked for credits. They use ethanol as a collateral to keep companies afloat and help them invest in storage space. And did the government attend these demands? Well, the credit lines did get a lot of traction, but the remainder of the proposals faced a lot of opposition. 
from other players uh, such as Petrobras, fuel retailers and traders, but also from gas station and even the government itself. They are still under discussion, but the consensus is that all demands for credit lines have a chance to succeed, as they would either cause losses for all the market participants in the few sectors or undermine tax revenue for the government. Um, and once you mentioned that uh, E100, ethanol and gasoline compete at a pump, how did the crisis impact gasoline? As you would imagine, gasoline demand was also heavily impacted by the transport restriction measures. The number of players in the downstream segment is much smaller than ethanol, but the exposure to international prices variation is probably greater. This basically Petrobras, which owns most of Brazil's refining capacity, fuel retailer and traders who import gasoline, and then private refinery, but their volumes are marginal compared with the other two. Demand destruction for gasoline was close to the levels we have seen for ethanol, about 50 to 60% compared with pre-crisis levels. The steep drop in demand meant that Petrobras had to slash refinery runs, which dropped from 74% on average in March to a low of 54% around mid-April. Utilization rate is now back above 70%, but Petrobras remains in a dire situation to maximize outputs, as demand for refined products vary greatly. Gasoline is one of the products which faces oversupply. And did Petrobras manage to reduce gasoline production to match demand? To some extent, yes, but it also fought to retain domestic market share by keeping prices very low. Brazil faced a conundrum as gasoline demand remains very weak while demand for LPG is growing as Brazilians are cooking more at home due to COVID-19 restrictions. Now, Brazil's LPG productions come mostly from oil refining and any reduction in gasoline productions tend to reduce its output as well. This made life increasingly difficult for ethanol producers, but also for direct competitors such as fuel importers and independent refineries, which struggled to compete with Petrobras ex-refinery low prices. And how is the outlook for gasoline imports right now? It's very uncertain to say the least. Importers are coping with negative margins as gasoline purchases abroad remain consistently more expensive than domestic products. There's also an aggravating factor, which is the upcoming changes in gasoline specification, which will come into force in August. And what are these changes and how will they impact the market? Well, the two most important changes are a new minimum density requirement of 715 grams per liter at 20 degrees Celsius and a minimum run number of 92 for E27 uh, gasoline. It's basically an upgrade which puts the Brazilian specification, which is currently a low-density, low-octane gasoline, closer to US and European specifications. Distributors will have 60 days where they will be able to sell their outstanding inventories of the old specification starting August 3rd. It's not clear yet what impact it will be in terms of pricing. We did a survey with importers in Brazil and refiners in the US, and we heard that the quality differential could vary between two to five cents per gallon compared with the current price. Brazilians importers are trying to maximize the use of the old specification before and during this transition period. But they also don't want to carry stocks after October when the transition period ends. And the current scenario makes it very difficult to predict demand and consumption patterns. Finally, they don't know how Petrobras will react to the specification change. The company backed the change during the public consultation period held by Brazil 
regulator ANP. They argued that they already attended to the new specifications in terms of density and that the change would not impact their prices. But market participants Argus spoke to think that the Octane upgrade will force it to raise prices. Thank you, Amos. If you want to learn more about the impact of the coronavirus pandemic in the global commodities market, access our dedicated microsite at www.argusmedia.com forward slash coronavirus. We will be back soon with another episode of Driving Discussions. Bye!